0: You're in tune to the Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Uh, turn the music up inside my session. These folks gotta hear my message. Bringing balanced black radio to the masses. One, two,
1: one, two. Hello, everybody. One, two, one, two. What's going on? You're now in tune to a special session of syndicated worldwide Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Bringing the balance back to black radio since 1998, whether it's on your FM, dial and net radio station, podcast app of choice, or a favorite cultural website. You got myself, DJ Fusion, in the mix. And what we're sharing this week is audio from the third annual panel at DC PodFest, uh, which is their diversity panel titled Not All Podcasters Are White. I was able to moderate another great panel this year featuring myself, Ebony Bell of Tag Magazine, Morgan Gibbons of Dispatches Podcast, and Sharonel Bush of the What About Your Friends Podcast. And we've talked about a whole lot of things in regard to the need for diversity in podcasting, why we got into podcasting in the first place, dealing with the ups and downs, sometimes not fitting in the boxes, whether it's from the outside community or within your own community, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this Maybe about 45-minute or so block of audio from DC PodFest. You can check out all the things that happened at this year's DC PodFest and The Past and Beyond at their official website, dcpodfest.com. All of the information and stuff is there. And all the links to the panelists and their awesome podcast will be in our show notes as well. So, yep, yep, Fusebox Radio Broadcast, fuseboxradio.com, bringing the balance back to black radio. And we are about to go on ahead and segue right into this panel. All right. All right. Hey, here we go. Okay, I'm sitting here, like, getting ready to talk, and it was all quiet and stuff. Um, What's going on, everybody? This is the third annual um, diversity panel here over at DC PodFest, provocatively titled, Not All Podcasters Are White, because they aren't (laughs) and stuff. Um, I am the (laughs) moderator... Today, my name is Mary Nichols. I'm also known as DJ Fusion of the syndicated Fusebox radio broadcast, where we do a mix of talk and, ooh, we got to simmer down. That's what's up. <laughs> um, we do a mix of um, talk and music representing the um, international black diaspora, and we go all over the map on everything from politics to pop culture. Um, I personally have been podcasting for 11 years. Which makes me feel really old, and um, I've been doing the show for 19 ever since I was a college student. So I am deeply invested in multiple ways in terms of indie media. Um, the type my mom's like, you don't have kids, but you've had this show for that long. How? And um, I told her to play my um, cousins' kids and everything else. But. Um, Anyway, we're just having a nice um, free-flowing conversation about our experiences in, in the media and podcasting, and if we end up having time around the end, definitely we'll open up things for the audience. Now, um, if folks um, on our panel could give a brief introduction in terms of themselves and what they do, um, that'll be awesome, <clears> That we'll get right into um, some things.
2: Awesome, I'll start. Uh, Ebony Bell. Uh, Some of you uh, might know me from such things as the 11 o'clock presentation (laughs) right there. Um, So if anybody saw that, thank you for uh, going through this again with me. Uh, So I am the uh, owner and managing editor of a publication called Tag Magazine. Uh, We serve everything lesbian, queer, and under the rainbow. uh, And then we have expanded to two podcast shows, Tag Nation uh, and QueerPublicHealth.com, um, and we're you know just continuing to serve that brand uh, and making sure that that is our mission throughout. Uh, so we've been around for about five years now, uh, and the goal is just to continue to get our voices out there.
1: All
3: right. Okay, uh, so my name is Morgan Gibbons. I have a podcast called Dispatches. I started my podcast a year and a half or two years ago. Um, And I actually started it because someone once told me that the stories I wanted to tell weren't worth telling. And I was like, well, who are you? So (laughs) I started the podcast and I tell stories of real life interactions that I have with people that don't have neat endings to them because life does not have a neat ending. And I tell the stories, I try to write them as if they were fiction, even though they're not, because I think that draws people in and a lot of times nonfiction is written incredibly dry. So I'm like, no, if I'm gonna tell nonfiction stories, I'm gonna tell them in a way that draws people in, so that's who I am, that's what I do. Awesome.
0: Hey hey everyone, Charnell. Uh, I'm a baby podcaster too. I've only been doing it for about a year and like four a year and like four months. Uh, I have a show called What About Your Friends and it's named yes. after that great oh, TLC song. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> But it's also because it's a question that we all should be asking, like what about the people near us and around us, the people we affect? So my show is basically, uh, I host it with my really good friend and ex-boyfriend, Frankie. It's specifically about uh, life through the queer uh, lens of queer men of color. So we touch on politics, we touch on um, social issues, current issues, pop culture. uh, And I'm also starting up a couple more podcasts because I fell in love with it. uh, Just a knock on every door in my brain. And so this month I'm starting What Did You Do, which is a true crime podcast. Uh, there's not many black true kind of podcast hosts out there, and boys love Beyonce because you should. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'll keep my opinion of the Eminem um, Beyonce single that just dropped to myself and I don't want to get beat up. It's <laughs> <while I'm laughs> not that good, yeah. so Oh, good, okay, good, never mind. <laughs> <I, I, laughs> but um, I guess one of the first things is, um, what made podcasting like your medium of choice to express these viewpoints and stories? We know there's all other types of media out there, like, what made podcasting be like, hey, I want to get a mic recorded, learn about what an RSS feed is, and get <laughs> my voice out there. I know for myself, personally, coming from the um, college um, radio arena, shout out to Rutgers University Radio, it just seemed to be another way to go ahead and be like, yo, I can get other people to hear what we're doing, and kind of prove, you know, that we're doing this thing, we're playing these songs, we're talking about this topic, and for myself and my partner who are DJs, it's like, yeah, we do actually know how to DJ. Here's a bunch of archives of our mixes of stuff to do, besides the fact of looking at things and being like, nobody on certain levels really talks about certain things the way we talk about. I think we all are kind of big headed on that level, but it's just like, yeah, um, I came up during the Hot 97 era of hip hop. So it was like, um, hmm. I don't want to play bad boy all the time, but my backpack is not dirty either. <laughs> Can we have a mix um, in between? So for all y'all, and um, y'all's interesting story, what made you decide instead of maybe like writing or doing something else to go into podcasting? Uh,
2: for us, so uh, again, I started with the magazine first and then went into podcasting. Uh, and we're very lucky to be in the DC area uh, that's very progressive um, and pretty liberal. Um, However, I realize that there are voices like in Middle America uh, that don't have Tag Magazine. Uh, so that's a big reason that we started the podcast, because we wanted to get our voices to everyone. Uh, one of the best reviews, I can't remember if it was a view or an email that we got was from someone in somewhere in Middle America that said, um, thank you so much for doing this. I'm, I live in a small town, and I can't be out, but I live for your podcast, because it's my only connection to the LGBTQ community, and that is literally why uh, we started podcasting, because it's all about getting your voice out there and maybe reaching people that we weren't
3: reaching before. Okay. Um, so I started podcasting because, I mean, look at me, I'm, I'm a black guy, uh, but <laughs> I'm, I'm also trans, and so what happens in the media generally is that Others, Other people's perspectives of who you are, what your life is like, they try to tell you what your story is. And me podcasting, me telling stories, me telling the stories of people we don't generally hear from because I talk to everybody, homeless people, whoever they are, everyone has a story. And my podcast is me planting my flag and saying you will not encroach on this space. Like I tell my story, you don't get to tell me what my story is, who I am, who people like me are. And, you know, Chimamata Ngozi Adichie talks about the dangers of a single narrative. And so this is me saying (laughs) you. (laughs) You don't get to tell the arc of my story. You don't get to tell the arc of stories of people like me. And that's just me trying to change the narrative. That's why I podcast. Because podcasts are primary sources. You know, this is a way to give people in the future something to look back on and say, well, we know what greater quote-unquote, mainstream culture was saying, but what about the people we didn't hear from from mainstream culture? And it's my way of preserving for posterity my story because people will use these podcasts in the future to be able to understand what was going on in the lives of people and who they really were. So, Can we just pass the offering plate around? <laughs>
0: I had, I had like a weird Baptist fit up here. I was like, oh! No, that's awesome. Like, that's one of my favorite quotes of all time. I'm just like, oh. She's amazing. Um, I feel yeah. like I'm getting a lot of echo. You guys it's hear that a too? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. This better? Can you hear me still? Yeah. yeah. All right. Perfect. Um, so, much along the lines of uh, Ebony, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, and Morgan, I started my show um, out of a need um, in Connecticut, where I'm from. It's uh, very white. It's uh, progressive. It's a blue state, you know, uh, but there's a lot of things that go on that go you know a lot of people that go underserved and fall through the cracks and so after I usually say that after the marriage equality decision in the Supreme Court there was a lot of like parts of my identity that got divided so I identify I'm black I'm queer I'm Christian and those three things usually flow if you're black and Christian we we get that we could see you on a Sunday morning but being queer usually throws that all off and after that I found myself with my family talking about gay people want too much and when I went to you know the Christian side, they're like, well, gay people want too much too. And I went to my gay friends in white Connecticut. They're like, black people are super homophobic. All these Christians, they should know what it's like because they've been there. And I'm like, no place for me. And I realized in a a time where I thought I was finessing all these spaces, that I really wasn't. I was really on an island. And so many other people must feel like that too. So I started a support group for queer and trans people of color to come, share their stories, and not be emotionally pleased. And it started, and it went well, and people were responding to it. So I said, okay, let's expand this conversation. I want to do a YouTube channel, but I don't like the way I look on camera. So I said, how can I hide? And <laughs> still, said, still talk a lot. And somebody said, you should start a podcast. And I've already listened to the podcast, you know. And there's there you know there are tons of podcasts that I listen to. And my favorite is The Read, which I think a lot of people mm, know yes. that Crystal and Confuria are great. I, uh, I want to be Crystal when I grow up or Olivia Pope, whichever one. And so that's why I started podcasting, and then I, I was pretty angry once I realized all the work that went into it, like learning how to edit and learning about RSS feeds and all this stuff and all the late nights, but I now that I've done it and I've seen the response to it, I think it's the most amazing. I'm willing to lose sleep and I'm willing to lose friends over sharing my story and things like that. So it's a, it's been an awesome experience.
1: Awesome, that's definitely what's up. Um, one of the things I wanted to get into because I think at times, people look at the word diversity, they look at it on a very surface level. Oh, you're black, oh, you're a woman. For me, um, I'm Buddhist, oh, you're this. Um, um, the term leftist has a weird terminology lately <laughs> in mainstream society, but um, I identify that way and so forth and so on. Now, we know there's people from outside of your community that'll sometimes push back to some of the things that you say, but what about people within those communities? Like, how do you deal with stuff like that? Like for example, last year um, before the elections, you know, Bernie Sanders was out there with Hillary and all of that, and myself and um, my partner on the show John, we were just like, hey, we should interview other kinds of socialists' show that is more than old white guys, you know. You no know, if it's old white guys, but well, we gotta keep it real. And like, things have been diverse historically for a while. And we got the most vehement feedback, I think, in all the years. We've ever talked about political things on the show because we had Bernie Sanders fans mad at us. We had Hillary fans mad at us. We always have Republicans mad at us. So that's kind of like whatever. I'm I'm a little too used to certain things, unfortunately. But to me, it was amazing that people were mad because I didn't fit into their box of what this particular black person was supposed to be like. I'm here, like I'm just trying to educate folks. You know, I'm not saying that you got to agree or disagree or anything else. Like, our tagline is always like with our commentary, you don't gotta love what we say, but if it sparks some thought and some conversation, we've done our job as quality media. Like, do y'all have any examples of that and like how you've dealt with it? Like for me, I'm just kind of a okay then type of person if you don't give an intelligent um talk back to me. But sometimes, you know, you gotta sit back and chill, maybe reassess yourself, maybe do a Netflix day, whatever else is going on.
3: Um. I, I share my podcast with my family um, because my mom is always like, what are you doing now? So uh, sometimes the stories that I share on there, she'll text me and be like, what were you thinking telling people about that? And I was like, well, mom, it's my story too. <laughs> like, um, and I spent some time as a police officer in DC and I sometimes tell stories about that. And I get a lot of pushback from my friends who are police officers still. They're like, what are you doing telling people about that? And I'm like, but did it happen? And they're like, well, yeah, but I'm like, okay then, if it happened, it's a story that can be told. I'm not lying on you, this is what you did. <laughs> and you know, I, I get that pushback, but you know, I, I lean on my mom and my grandma a lot. And so every time things happen to me, I'm always going back in my head and I can hear them like little nuggets of wisdom. And I hear my mom, I hear my grandma being like, what's for you is for you, and what's for them is for them. And I leave it alone. You know, people push back. I'm like, it's not my job to comfort you. It is my job to tell stories. And if you are discomforted by these stories, if these stories make you uncomfortable, there's something that you need to evaluate and you need to sit down and think about. So stories aren't always to make us comfortable. Stories are sometimes to push us to change. And change is inherently uncomfortable, whether it's good or it's bad. And I don't go out there telling stories trying to make people uncomfortable, but that's real life the stories I tell are real life. And I want people to think about things. I often think about the stories long before I write them, which is why I write them, because I cannot stop thinking about them. But yeah, whenever I get that pushback, I'm just like, so something I'm doing is working. I'm doing a good job. You're slightly uncomfortable, and then I'm happy, so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And you shouldn't be telling, it's not your job to tell anybody else's story. Uh, And when I say that, uh, for example, we, I'm always very intentional that we have different voices that are writing for us, uh, especially. And so um, we just brought on a trans woman of color, because I, yes, I'm a a queer woman of color, uh, but I can't tell her story. I can't tell her experience, so I always tell people be intentional, don't tokenize but be very intentional and make sure if there are stories you want to tell, then there should be people in your your realm, on your staff, uh, that look exactly like the stories they're telling,
1: if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Now, I can definitely understand that. I know on um, RN, we literally have the, here's a black man, here's a black woman, um, my partner's a little older than me, and there's times we get into very heated conversations about um, certain things like we're not even 10 years older age different than each other but there's times you recognize that there's a certain generational gap like um, we were talking about the sexual harassment um, case that had been coming out during the past week and um, yeah we got loud and we've known each other forever my mom makes some sweet potato pie during thanksgiving all that but I'm here like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> well they should just put hold-, hold on hold on, you know, we've been there for about 16 years. Let's not have anything get too crazy. But it ended up being a really good combo. And one of the things that's kind of funny when people push back is sometimes you get pushed back from all angles. And for me, I'm almost happy when I get pushed back from all angles. Okay, men are mad at you, John. Okay, cool. Women are mad at me. People on both sides are mad at each other. We've made it. We had a great conversation (laughs) because it made people, again, get out of a comfort zone and have to go ahead and think about certain things. And I think one of the things that people don't acknowledge sometimes when we talk about diversity is that you're talking about every single bit of a person when it comes to that. Um, We've had people get mad because we talk about politics too much. We've had people get mad because we talk about empire for 45 minutes one day. (laughs) And we're getting all into the minutiae of the plot or whatever. So I think one of the things that folks to look at in terms of diversity too is ultimately it's about people representing themselves as whole people. Yes, these are parts of us, but we can still you know, be people. Like, I love to finish like, the, yeah, boys love Beyonce. And I'm talking about this other serious stuff, too, you know, where I'm like, yeah, I can talk about something serious, but um, part of my set today is Baltimore Club. It's about shaking chicken, chicken one's booty. You know, I, I, I want to have a good time because I'm a person, you know what I mean? Um, With all of this type of thing with podcasting, which I do believe is, at the moment, one of the last foundations of truly representing multiple diverse voices that everybody can access, like we all had to go through iTunes, we all had to go through Stitcher. There is, you know, you got a little bit of money and a mic and a computer, we all have the same platform as the biggest media people who are doing a podcast. Um, what would you recommend for people who want to get into podcasting? I know we have a lot of those folks here today. Like, not just like on a technical end, but in terms of, hey, you're gonna be putting your true self out there. Um, what would you tell them to do and to be ready for
0: when doing a podcast? I'll, I'll go first. Um, you can still I you can still hear me, right? I don't know why it sounds like nothing's going on. Um One of the things that I wasn't ready for, that it took me some time to build up, like a, I don't know, a tough skin, was that me being completely honest about my life. Now my life has been, tons of stories, tons of terrible things I was a foster kid, like my mom was a little bit of a G, drug dealer, like carried razor blades in her mouth, like I had a crazy childhood. And my family is very religious, like they're pastors and they're ministers, my mom was a black sheep. So me telling the story about my house, in terms of not the collective Bush household and family name became an issue, um so just saying that and talking really candidly about sexual abuse and talking candidly about assault and all these things and neglect was one, I don't know. It was at first it was liberating and the second time I was scared and willing to run into a closet because everyone was like, This is this isn't something you should share. This is something maybe write in a book and someone can pick up if they want to. Your audience might not want this, they don't want this. So I had to kind of say, Okay, what do I want? This is, uh, I think, I think Ebony said it in your in your breakout. This is my show. Was it you or was it was it, Dave, I think earlier? it might have been Dave? it might have been Dave. He was like, well, it's not. It's my show. It's my truth. And just t- taking care of yourself, protecting yourself from those things, acknowledging if you're ready to share those things and ready for those things. Like, a lot of people aren't as brave as we like to think we are, and I found that out. I thought I was tough. I'm naturally abrasive, and it wasn't. It just really wasn't what it was. I I was texting my sister and crying like, people are so mean to me, what is the issue? <laughs> and so it was, it was that, it was pushback from family, it was pushback like we talked about, uh, we was pushed back from the gay community in Connecticut that I have to work with a lot, and a lot of them are white guys, and they got pissed. Am I allowed to swear? Because I might. Um, <laughs> but they got pissed at me, so I, was, I wasn't ready for, uh, For being kind of alienated from that, and I I said it earlier, you have to be ready to lose. I have this thing called conviction, and I think there's a Webster dictionary definition, but I think my definition is when you have conviction, it means you have to be willing to lose things for what you love and what you feel, and if you're not willing to lose anything behind your truth, then you don't really feel that. You're not convicted by it, so you have to make sure you're in that place, like make sure you're smart enough, you're brave enough, you're safe enough and that you have the support systems around you to share your troops and to do those things properly, and from a place of dignity, Mm. right.
2: I just got finished talking about coming out to somebody, and that's exactly what I said. I said I had to be prepared to lose people. Uh, So it's just interesting that you say that. Um, But I remember the first time we got our first, um, I guess, hate mail. First and foremost, I was excited. I was like, yes! <laughs> Cause, I mean, that's how you know you made it. I'm like, hey, my hate is what you're listening, right? Um, so uh, to me, that's always a good thing. I, I don't know. Um, but the the biggest thing I would say, and it probably sounds really cliche, is like, don't wait to be perfect. Just don't wait for that. Uh, if you go back to, the, uh, I just cringe thinking about it, the first few episodes of Tag Nation, the quality of sound, the hosts were so like stiff and like they had to sound like they were like uh, news anchors or something. <laughs> like to the point that I was like, let's take shots, let's relax. <laughs> um, but just don't wait for things. Don't y'all can relate. <laughs> I had to I, like feed them uh, feed them drinks, but don't wait to be perfect. Like seriously, <laughs> tell your truth um, and yeah, just let it happen, it will organically happen for you. We, you know, we had some growing pains the first few months and now I'm just really proud of where we are. Um, and you'll organically just cultivate a community that way. So don't wait, just don't wait to be perfect, don't wor- wait to have a perfect website, the perfect sound, just do it, because people are waiting to, to listen to
3: you. you
2: um,
3: I guess uh, they, they talked about intentionality and I try to, I have post-it notes that I keep written down why I started the podcast, because after you started and you start getting listeners and you start getting people who give you feedback, you start losing your center and you start losing your voice, so remember why you started it, bring yourself back to that always, and it'll keep you true in your podcast, because you'll start trying to please a bunch of people and you'll please no one, and then you'll hate what you're doing, and then you stop, so... Find a way to remind yourself why you started them doing a podcast so when you start getting that attention, you can go back and be like, oh, this is why I'm doing this. This is what I wanted to say and make sure you keep saying that because I'm always drawn to, at least personally, people who know their path and they stick to it. You don't have to worry about wavering all over the place. You have your path. Follow your path. But on the flip side of that, don't be so rigid in what you have decided you want to do that you don't pick up the bits and pieces of brilliance you see around you like oh I can incorporate something like that that would be cool and it would stay true to my my voice and my podcast but you don't have to do what everybody else is doing your podcast will be just fine because it's yours so just remember to keep it yours
1: no doubt and um, I can definitely tell them that just be like ultimately embrace your voice just like when you walk in the real world everybody's not going to love and agree with what you do but that's okay you know that you're ultimately being your true self um, behind the mic and um, in other places. Like, I know we're here podcasting, and all of us talk behind mics, but I personally am a relatively quiet person until I get comfortable. But people would just there like, listening to me on the show and they're like, you must talk all day. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> you know? But I am comfortable expressing myself in how I feel, and I'm not saying that every day is going to be easy, like we're talking, it doesn't mean that there aren't days that, you know, like, you know, folks were saying earlier, they're like, mom, I mean, these people are really coming at me, yes, I'm about 40, but I still feel a little hurt about this today. I wanna throw my tab in the room because somebody said something mean on Facebook on their private message about what I was talking about. But um, the fact that your voice it is, it's so weird. Like, you're this is probably one of the few realms your actual genuine voice can get you somewhere. <laughs> um, why, why not be you and your voice? Where you might sometimes feel that in your own local community or communities, you don't necessarily fit in. When you get emails and like Twitter messages and other bits of conversations, they're like, I didn't even know somebody else was speaking the way I thought. You know. Thank you for mentioning this story that was happening around my way, but you know y'all happen to find it and try to get in depth and try to do some research on that. Um, thank you for interviewing so and so and so who does not fit into y'all's you know box or bracket, but I heard something new and I appreciate doing that. Um, literally, you know, just being you and reminding yourself it's okay to be you it sounds so psych- psychology one-on-one, but um, I think it's really true when you do this because. Think about, I know some of us who are podcasting, you look at some of the money you spent, you look at your hosting fees, you understand, like, you gotta look what you're doing <laughs> now, you know, when you're doing this, you know? And um, being able to embrace yourself and be able to get that type of connection and stuff back is um, really a wonderful thing. Like, you can get all types of opportunities from this and whatnot, but at first and foremost, don't think about it in that way, just think about it in terms of this is me being me and putting myself out there, and if nothing else, I'll get to know myself a little better. At the end of the day, and somebody who might not ever run into somebody like me <laughs> knows that you do exist, and I think that should be the ultimate point of media and diversity at large. And um, I'm looking at the time, and we only got maybe about 10 minutes before we went ahead and move on to the lunchtime panel. I don't know if anybody has any comments or questions or anything you want to put out there. We are definitely open here. Do we have a mic to pass around? I do. You've got an awesome mic to pass around. (laughs) Awesome, thank you.
3: Yeah, one of the good things about podcasting uh, for me is that um, I get to go to work every day and code switch and I hate it, but on my show, I don't have to. For whatever reason that you're switching. um, Have you found, Well, I guess the question is, how diverse have you found your audiences to be as you're living your your life, your best truth? How, how, how's your audience, basically? Um For me,
1: way more than I ever expected in my entire life. Um, I have had 60-year-old white men um, email us and talk about stuff. I've had kids who I usually think I'm the corny one contact me about stuff, and um, everything in between, like, I think that's also a cool thing about podcasts. You never know who's listening and what's going on. I think that's one of the reasons that, again, it's cool to embrace your voice because the people you might think might not ever listen to you probably give you more of a chance in that medium than any other one. So, Again, it's about authenticity, I think, with podcasting. I also
2: think it's maybe the topics. Um, We've had a diverse amount of people because of the different topics that we bring up. Uh, for example, we've had um, a conversation uh, about being a trans man in the Muslim community, um, which built you know, our trans following. We had a huge conversation about bisexual stereotypes, and now we're actually seeing a huge bisexual audience happening for us, which immediately tells me something. I'm not quite sure what that is, but sometimes it just depends on the topics, um, and that's how you can kind of cultivate a, a diverse community around your podcast.
0: I'd snowball um, on the topic. So one of the things that we do on What About Your Friends is we started a series called Who Are Your Friends, and it's all different types of people who fall on the spectrum. So it's intersectionality, like how many identities are you? And so we've done like HIV positive, we've done disabled, uh, we've done uh, queer people with eating disorders, just a laundry list of things. And I know I think once you touch on pe- once you touch on anything, it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. It's very int- being intentional, but. It wouldn't matter, like me being queer, and my co-host being queer. The fact that you're talking about real life things that have knocked on the doors of people's hearts, or something they've been dealing with in secret, that they're like, okay, so not just me. I'm no longer like isolated in this. I can talk to someone, and these are resources I have. So I've had, I've had straight guys with eating disorders email us and like, hey, can you link us to that because you know I was really moved by this. And I've had, you know, Republicans email me terrible things. But yeah, it's no horrible cool. thing. No, um, oh, I love it. So it's just like uh, <laughs> I, I was like you're a racist. I was like, oh, well, the best racist there is. But no, so I think that's just you know, topics help, and you know, being um, being open to different uh, different types of perspectives and things like that has helped my uh, audience grow a little bit, and just opening the doors and saying this is a look. Into my life and our stories. This isn't an invitation for you to come in and co-opt or you know commandeer, but just to come like sit down with us, enjoy us. But just do that. You are a spectator. But I think that allowing them to be a spectator invites a lot of people. So.
1: And I do love the fact that you brought up code switching and all of that. you your we, mind go reminder. We we <laughs> live hey we live in the DC metro area. Okay, if you got a nine to five. You you, you kind of have to do that one way or the other. And um, I think even with sometimes within certain communities, people think you gotta talk this way and do this and the third. I'll be like, yeah, I'm talking about this serious issue that we can talk about religion, I can talk about how I think Neo-Yokio is crazy on Netflix. And I think that's Jaden Smith's inner, you know, monologue of what goes on with in, in anime and all of that. And um, everything in between, I think, at least with our show, because we just literally talk about whatever's on our mind. One topic one day grabs one group of people. One topic grabs another group of people. And then other people might be into all of those things. Um, again, I, I really, in a weird way, I enjoy making people mad by not being able to fit easily into their box <laughs> and stuff, you know? Like, yes, the quote-unquote conscious community thinks I'm not as conscious as I should be, or they don't think my partner's as, um, let's say, properly hating of women, as he should be, <laughs> and um, other stuff in between, but um, we're ultimately being us, and I think those of us who think we don't necessarily fit in, fit in with a lot of people, but we kind of don't find out until you're just being you, so, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Any other questions and talks or comments?
3: I, I had a quick question about authenticity. When you actually started doing the podcasting, did you find that the journey over X amount of hours, because once you listen to yourself recorded over like 400 hours, you, you realize things about yourself and the way you talk to people and the way that you approach certain subjects. Have you found that podcasting helped you find your authentic voice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's, that's what Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's been really weird, because I, I consider myself incredibly introverted, um, and I'm already thinking about how to escape after this, but, <laughs> um, but like because of my, my podcast, I'm, I'm a storyteller, and I find myself in situations where people just come up and start like interacting with me, and they just start talking to me, and I'm like, what did I do to like kind of deserve this? And, and so, you know, it, it's like when I listen to these stories back to back, and I'm like, am I as introverted as I thought I was? Like, Or is it something, or what is it that makes people want to tell me their stories? Like, it's, it's kinda shown me that there is something that I cannot quite pinpoint about myself and I don't know myself as fully as I thought because I can have these really deep conversations with complete strangers and then go home and be like, dang, I should probably write about that. But I didn't really pick up that pattern until I started Putting these stories down in dispatches, and I was like, "Oh, wow! I actually do enjoy human connection in a way that I didn't quite realize before." So it I, it has shown me things about myself that I wasn't expecting. If that makes sense. Oh, hi, i Julie
1: Ken. I don't know if you can hear me. Um, so oh, that's a okay. Hi, uh, <laughs> I'm Julie So, what can white podcasters do to help? And direct traffic to non-white podcasters back to the title of your panel, and also, I mean, not just on race, but diversity in general. What else can podcasters be doing? Um, first and foremost, if you're listening to any podcast from folks of color, you already did. Literally, talk about, them. talk about them, promote them. Be there, like, like I know, from, like, be like, I love to read. I love um, on podcast fandom. I love nerd don't necessarily quote unquote race. Um, Podcasts, but they're podcasts done by people of color on subjects lots of folks are interested in. Like, um, Podcast Fandom does TV and movie reviews, and that's hosted by um, a really dope podcast named Nina Perez, um, Afro Latina. And you're gonna hear lots of black folks' um, feedback in such a good constructive way through that, you know. Um, I would say do stuff like that. If you know any um, podcasters of different, I'll say different backgrounds in general, because again, we're talking about diversity. So I don't necessarily want to put it just on the basis yeah. of race. Um, if they somehow can fit into your own shows and stuff, maybe invite them to come through and um, talk about different experiences. Sometimes people are are just ignorant that there's other experiences out there because of the little boxes that we have mainstream society try to place us in. I think you know bits of that will just help things um grow more and more. But yeah, if you know some great podcast, you got at least a few right here.
3: Then, you know. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, um,
1: like just recommend them. I mean, we're luckily kind of still on the same playing field in terms of um growth and stuff on um, that end, and um, that'll just help us out more and more. Not necessarily have us get into like almost segregated fields of podcasting.
2: Yeah, and I would tell you what not to do uh, is, uh, I said it already, tokenize. I was just listening to a podcast (coughs) that somebody put me onto, Who Weekly? Or who, okay, you know what I'm talking about, great. Um, And it's a great podcast show, uh, but I remember as they're talking about, they have the who's and the them's, I'm not gonna get into it, but they wanted to talk about black uh, celebrities or D-list celebrities or whatever. They brought on two black women and said, Well, we have them here to talk about black people. And I was just I was floored because there's a way to do that and support one another, but don't bring a black person on to talk about black things. We can do that, but there's a (laughs) there's a better way to do that. So just make sure you're not tokenizing people and saying, Oh, well, you're a black woman, we gotta talk about black women issues. There's a way to finesse that and be really genuine about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. I was, I was, I was going to add on, but uh, are you moving on? Um, I was about to
1: say, we literally <laughs> got like two minutes before we got to move on to the um, next um, session. I don't want to make Jennifer in the back, like,
0: look at us like <laughs> yes. we're, we're being crazy, but yeah. Go ahead. But go ahead, yeah. Oh no, right. so I just, again, snowballing. snowballing. Um, I tend to fall into those lines of people bringing me on because I'm the black queer guy they know. And so I would say just be really mindful of why you're doing it. Um, I, there's a, I'm not gonna say their name, but they're a fairly new podcast that's growing pretty quickly and they wanted to bring me on and it felt like they wanted to specifically critique black people, but they wanted to do it under the guise of inclusivity, which happens a lot. So know why, is it, gen, is it genuine curiosity? Like I don't know the black experience and I consider you a friend and you're not sharing that with me. How can I be a better friend? And so, just do it like do do it for that reason. If you're a white podcaster and you want to promote black podcasts, do it because you think their stories are meaningful, not because it puts a notch in your belt that says, "Hey, <coughs> I'm actually really cool because I have black friends." <laughs> or, <"I> have black <laughs> <and> <laughs> so just like you're my black the, podcast friend, <laughs> <laughs> So just do it for the right reasons. Remember why you're doing it. If you're not doing it for the sake of like actually encouraging and boosting them up, then just kind of keep it oh. to yourself. <laughs> That mosquito has been. Yeah. I feel like people have been looking at me the I am the mosquito is probably telling <some> us <laughs> of that officially it's
1: time to wrap up the part <laughs> right here. But um, definitely feel free to talk to um, any of us and all that good stuff. And thank you for being a part of this
0: panel. <laughs> <Thank> you can <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> listen to the Fusebox radio broadcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in radio, podcast attic, and your other favorite podcast players. Check out the Fusebox Radio's official website for our latest episodes, events, and more at Online.com You can also visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, Twitter at twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, and Instagram at Instagram. Instagram.com slash FuseBoxradio. Feel free to contact us at FuseboxRadio at gmail.com to submit music for airplay consideration.